step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. <clears throat> Log Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is Friday, the 22nd of February, 2019. I think we have a good week left in February, and then we're on to March. It's it's going pretty quickly, but a good quickly. So I hope that everybody is doing well. Please continue to send your prayers for Marco. Um, he's, you know, he's going through a lot emotionally and getting to where he needs to be but it's not been easy so please keep your prayers going to marco and um just send him love send him love he's such a loving person so i just have to say he's on my mind you know so much um that i can't i can't escape it i just wish him well as well as he could be so today i have I forgot for two weeks in a row, so I'm going first with that one. And it's from Maria Dolce. And she says, Dear Nadia, would you talk one day about the unborn babies' souls, please? Where did they go? Would they grow in any way near their mother, near the mother, family, etc.? Thank you. And I don't know if by unborn babies, you mean maybe babies that didn't make it through the pregnancy or they were aborted or however it is that they did not survive the pregnancy. So that's the premise I am going on. But this is a really interesting one because, you know, we have so many arguments, abortion in our world. And we look at killing in such a, horrific way when it comes to abortions and and other things that are happening and yet we hear about us killing people who are alive and running around this earth every day which is really sad and the irony does not escape me but we also are dealing with a lot of mental illness and yesterday I had a huge insight on that and I don't even know if I can talk about it on the air, but I had a huge insight of, of why we have um, horrifically sexual, I want to say I, really bad crimes. And I thought, wow, and it made so much sense to me. And I was driving to Pasadena and I thought, you know, how am I going to remember this? And I tried to record it on my phone, like talk it into my phone. And I recorded some of it, but it's when a woman is pregnant in the beginning, most of the time she won't know that she is. It takes, 
you know, a little bit of time for you to realize, hey, you know what, I'm pregnant. And sometimes we lose the baby before we know. But then we know after we lose the baby because you can't just lose a baby. Your body has to go through expelling whatever was in there that no longer belonged to your body. And then there's, you know, abortions where the baby's growing normally and healthily and we take it out. And I don't know if healthily is the word, but there you have it. But, um, and then they remove the fetus. And then there's women who carry full term and they deliver stillbirth. And some people deliver in the middle and they have a baby that survives and they were born at seven months, sometimes six and a half, sometimes five. And they bring the lungs to fruition and to health and to full functional having to help and the baby is fine. And when they grow up, it's just the story that they were born at five months. So you ask yourself, well, gosh, all these variations, what's going on? Well, the variations are part of everybody growing. If you can think about how we're all here to grow, every single one of us, whether it's us coming in or us leaving or however it is we live our life, the one commonality, another commonality that we all have is to grow. So when you lose a baby given time and you never meet that child, however you lose it, whether it was by your choice, by nature, however that happened, that baby, if the soul was in the body, that baby will have been part of your growth, but that's all it needed to do. It did not need to be born and put you through anymore because women who've had abortions, there's two ways. Some of them accept it and go on and never talk about it or maybe talk about it later in life and feel like they need to say something because you're holding something like that. And it's something that doesn't leave a woman easily. Or, you know, the baby, the soul, and, and really pay attention to this one because this one blew my mind, was that the baby's body will grow in your body. But its soul can enter at any time. In the Arabic tradition and culture, I can't say in the Quran because I didn't read it in there, but I do know what was told to me. They said all that is said and done in the first 40 days. And then there was this revelation that the soul can enter at any time. So let's say somebody gets an abortion and it's in the first, second, or third month, the soul may or may not have entered yet if the body is there. This is a huge topic, huge topic. And the fact that it can even be explained somewhat is amazing to me. It's amazing to me because 
It takes away, just like everything God does, pressures, guilt, fears, doubts, worries. And Liam just wrote that's a huge revelation for the abortion debate. Yes, it is. Because, see, when we keep fighting about something, it just means that we did not get to the truth yet. And because we don't know the truth, the fight has lived on for time, not for one or two years. It's decades. Every single election in the United States that I have witnessed in my lifetime, one of the biggest issues are abortion during the election, not after. And when I was younger, it seemed to be bigger. Now it's just become kind of a weird cliche of itself because we don't want women hurting themselves and then we lose the mom and the baby. So little revelation is that they they just go back home. And that soul that came to either be in there or not can decide whether it comes back or not. If that makes sense to anybody. And it's an interesting look at emotionally charged come out to just be that. But that's God. And once you know the truth, you go, oh, so that's been solved. And when I start speaking on bigger forums that of me seeing Christ, because I have to start It's an introduction, but time will take us to these conversations, and these conversations will change and are changing the way we look at God, the way we look at ourselves, the way we see purpose, and we no longer we'll be hanging ourselves up on arguments that we don't even know the answers to, but we think we do. And so everybody's graveling back and forth over something that was having the wrong fight in a weird way. And I have to tell you a story about perception so that you can really get a good laugh at me, which unfortunately for me, I was so embarrassed, but it really taught me something about perception. When my parents, when my dad died, he had prior purchased an SUV, which was huge for my dad because his generation liked the Cadillacs or the Buick Limiteds and those big boat cars. And, you know, that was their status thing as far as cars go. But my dad just loved the look of the shiny cars. So, he had this car, and he finally gives it up. It got stolen, so he had to give it up. He didn't want to refix it. It got stolen a second time, so he buys an SUV. And he's driving around this SUV, and this is the period of time that he passed away. And so I go 
to Chicago. I was there before he died and, and saw him and came back. And my brother called me and he said, you know, how are you doing? I said, I'm doing great. But you know what? Every time I see a car like Dad's, you know, every time I see an CRV, which was a Honda, I said, every time I see that car, the CRV, I think of Dad. And he stops and he pauses and he goes, you think of Dad when you see a CRV? Why? And I go, because he has one. He goes, no, he doesn't. He has an Isuzu. And I go, you mean I've been like, Crying over the wrong car all this time? I'm like, yes. And then he called me a few names and it lightened the moment, but I realized, did it matter what car my dad had? All I have to do is think of my dad. Yeah, that was a reminder. Crying over the wrong car. I'm sure my dad got a laugh at that, but the body is not the soul. So whatever we do to our body, our soul will leave when it no longer has the body to do that stuff with. And the same goes for the babies. If you can just know, you're always, if we're going to err, we're going to err on the better side, not the worst side. There isn't anyone or anything waiting to hurt us, make us feel bad, break us down, burn us, whatever it is, what we are seeing us do to each other or able, able to do to each other, not all of us, just the ones who break mentally and are able to cross the line. And there's a lot more of us that we are now seeing where our consciences are compromised. And we are unable to function as feeling people. And then we're able to hurt each other and go home and sleep at night. Believe it or not, a very small part of our population in our world, just that we hear about it because it's so horrific that that's what they want to tell you first as though it's going to help anybody. If anything, it, it brings out copycats, but that's just the way things roll right now. But it won't for long. As our understandings get bigger, then we start to understand life in a different way, and we don't have to kill life to let out our angers or hurt life. And if we are in a position where we make a decision like that, we, we have to know that that child just goes right back to God, just goes right back home to another fetus or, you know, it just goes back home and makes a decision if it wants to do that. Because even though it's a baby to us, it's still a soul. I know it sounds funny, but they, it already knows everything. And as a baby, knows more. And then the veil goes, goes, goes. That's why they're so happy and so all-encompassing in the beginning. Because that first year, you know, they're transitioning, but they understand a lot more than they can say. And they can only speak by crying. So that's the only way you know if anything is not feeling good on the body. But... It's a very interesting, beautiful way of looking at our lives and our purposes and a great way to explain it as well. So thank you so much, Maria. And if you have any more questions, and if I the wrong way, let me know. But that's how I took your questions. So I hope you have a great day. 
So I have another question from Christopher Sedgway, and he said, Hi, Nadia. You post on Facebook, suffering comes when we don't know what to do. I don't know if this is true. What about suffering coming from healing, not always meditated by thought, and very simple stuff such as suffering caused by physical pain? A person with chronic illness that is in a great deal of pain is not being hurt by thought, but by simple neural feedback from pain receptors, and that is a great dial of that a deal of that going around. I know people who are ill their whole life or cannot move their bodies anymore from young age on, and they have accepted their pain, but it is very sad for me to see them suffer. What is the evolve if you are so ill that you cannot take part in life? Why is there care on earth? Thank you, Christopher. Well, that's the question of all time. However, that being said, suffering comes when we don't know what to do is different, a completely different paradigm and thought process than somebody who's ill. When you see a statement like that, it doesn't mean let's find the exception to the statement. But when you have decisions to make, and let's say you have a choice of two jobs, you have to decide whether or not you're going to move from your house or you don't have enough money and you got to figure out what you're going to spend it on and all this kind of stuff that happens to us every day. We suffer through that decision-making process. Now, suffering doesn't mean that we're completely down and out and ready to die and we're just suffering in a corner by ourselves. That suffer, suffer just means to hamper down and have to think, and it's hard to make certain decisions. I know people came to me and were in love with two people, but married to one. And they felt they were suffering because they really were in love and they did not expect that to happen. They did not know how to handle it. And they made a decision to never talk to that person again because they already loved the person they were with. True, like, am I making the right decision? And a very highly, I want to say, a man with great deal of integrity, enough to come and talk about it and bring it out in the open and make a choice, ended his suffering. And he said, I may feel from time to time I will regret my decision if we're having a bad day but I will never allow myself to follow those thoughts through, which I think takes a lot of discipline, but he example of what we all would like to see and, and hear about in life. But he was suffering quite a bit for some time. Other times we suffer when we watch someone else who is ill. I have been around a lot of people who are ill, who are suffering physically. But that's different than mental suffering because when you're physically suffering, a lot of times those people are very strong mentally. And physical suffering and pain and going through how much pain they're in and all of this is just like this physical lashing of someone who's doing well to say, well, there are people that are suffering and, and pointing. And just 
know the difference between physical pain and, and regular suffering, mental thought processing. But let's talk about physical pain, even though it's completely different than what my quote was or even had anything to do with. So it kind of throws me off sometimes when we go off into tangents. However, there are people who come here sick. They're literally born sick. They don't know anything else. I know a lot of people in my own family who have autoimmune diseases, and they're dealing with it every single day. We thought my, we lost my sister twice, and she found a way, and it made her more appreciative in life. I'm another one who has another autoimmune, and, and it, it hit her right after she met my, my brother, and they got married, and it influenced the fact that they couldn't have, you know, or didn't choose to have um, a bigger family and all of that. And I see strength in those people. When I go to visit people in a hospital, I leave enriched. When I go to visit people in their homes and they're so happy that they see you, I feel grateful. They teach us how to deal with things that either aren't in our hands, maybe can be in our hands, but they teach us how to cope and still find the good in life. I know people who've had cancer and people have gone in crying and left laughing or left saying, wow, they just taught me a lot. I remember being with my mom when she passed. And she, we thought she was really, really suffering along the way. But yet every time she'd open her eyes, she'd smile. It is sad for us to see to them in their lives or what they chose in a weird way, ultimately in the bigger picture, what they may have chosen to take a look at in life. But I have to say something on that. At the very least, and and I'm dead serious when I say it, at the very least, they know what their issues are. It's like people who don't have money. They know that their issue is just the money. They're okay mentally. When you meet people that are sick, it's not easy. Especially chronic disease, but they know what their issue is. In, in here, Liam says, I read or read that pain and suffering are different. Pain is pain, but suffering is our attitude to pain. That's awesome. And that's true. But both topics, both questions today have to do with the fact that we view something in a certain way. And because we view it in a certain way, we have a certain kind of attitude towards it or a feeling towards it. But nothing is ever as it seems, no matter how much we decide what it should be. What it really is relieves us of the pressure of having to feel a way that actually isn't based on God's plan. 
control, and guilt are not from God. So if we feel fear or doubt or worry or control or guilt, we're saying that our faith doesn't believe that this person will be okay. And let's go another step. When we start thinking, when we start thinking that other people will not be okay, those are not okay. When we are okay, we pray for them, we wish them well, we do our best for them, we understand where they're going. And even then, it brings tears to our eyes because we're going to miss them because we love them. They may be scared. But you know in your heart where they are going. And in a way, I get excited because we're all going to go. No matter what our, our stay was here on earth, no matter what we brought to our lives, no matter what we have done, no matter what we've achieved, there's a mentality that works here. And it's, it's belief that everything has a positive reason behind it, even though it might be ultimately horrific. At the end of the day, nobody suffers as much as those left behind in a weird way because we are witnessing our worst fears. And if we didn't have the survival instinct, we'd all leave. So we have to have that in place. Otherwise, there would be no point of us being here and staying here. And to answer your last lot of happiness here on earth, and my question to all of us is, what do you focus on And why? If I don't watch the news, and sometimes I force myself to watch it, and then I feel my whole body just tank at everything I keep hearing because none of it is good. And I say, why do I do that? Because when I don't know that, the world looks a lot more beautiful to me. And it's not that I want to put my head in the sand because the stuff that you need will find you and you can help people differently because your trust and your faith are so strong because when you're out in the world working with people, you see the beauty in life. You see people trying and working and enjoying their lives and doing great. You see that. If you just stay home and watch the news, all you see is the crazy stuff. And then you make decisions. I'm never going to talk to anyone. I'm never going to do this. I'm going to watch myself when I go out. And you start thinking like that, and then you never do anything, and then you wonder why the world is so sad. But the minute we go out and work with each other and meet people who care, I don't care how technologically busy our world gets, solving themselves with souls. And at this time in our history, is the easiest time ever to discount that because we have gadgets that we can play games on, do our banking on, take care of everything on. And for the most part on weekends, 
I, other than I get on Facebook in the morning, I kind of just let go and go out because that balance, I need people. I love people. I want to see people. I want to talk to people. Huge element that we start missing. And then we do feel that there's a lot of sadness on earth, way more than there is. Because we don't interact in a positive sense, in a positive setting. And being with people isn't just helping other people, because that always comes at that point, but just even going to dinner with friends instead of I'd rather stay home tonight every night. Asking people, would you like to go to dinner? Just as friends, just go out. And you realize how much people know and how aware they are. It's so cool. It's already over. I can't believe it. Have a great weekend. I've got 10 seconds left. I will see you Monday morning. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.